Hello, sweethearts. Thanks for joining me today on Love Letters 2, your daily podcast dedicated to wonderful and unexpected things. It is a love letter to the people, places, and events of our past, which should be celebrated. In today's episode, continuing through our month of dynamic duos, it is a love letter to Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson, the most successful and compelling detective team in history. The roommates that share 221B Baker Street in London have a far more complicated relationship than it appears. Holmes may be the one who solves all the crimes, but without Watson beside him, would we find him as interesting? I'm Alicia Mintz, and I invite you to join me today for this love letter to Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson, coming to you right after a brief word from our sponsors. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sherlock Holmes and John Watson, you are two of the most enduring literary characters in history. It's hard to imagine, but Sir Arthur Conan Doyle first published a study in Scarlet, introducing the world to you both all the way back in 1887. You have not stopped fascinating us since then. It's not just the mysteries you solve that intrigue us, but also your complex personalities and relationship that continues to draw us to you. Sherlock, you get most of the accolades and credit, but without your best friend Watson, you would be a much less interesting and attractive character. Let's face it, man, you're not always likable. Your personality is abrasive and your enormous ego is very off-putting. We all know that you're brilliant and your powers of deduction are unequaled. Your ability to pay attention to the most minor of details and draw conclusions based on those observations have made you the world's greatest detective. No one can deny your genius and intellectual superiority. But while your powers of deduction are faultless, your personality certainly is not. Your personal flaws aren't necessarily a problem to your readers and fans because, like you, we all have many faults of our own. But it is likely that you would not have been one of the most loved figures in pop culture for over 130 years if it wasn't for your dearest and only friend, Dr. John Watson. Dr. Watson, you in many ways are the opposite of your cold, dispassionate friend and roommate. And although the comparisons and differences are interesting and entertaining, they serve a much more profound purpose. 
If it weren't for you, Watson, Sherlock Holmes would likely be difficult to take. You offer him the necessary balance, not just for the reader or watcher, but also for himself. You two complement each other in ways that the reader may not even fully notice at first. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wisely knew the emotionally distant Holmes needed a likable and devoted foil. Watson, you added the dimension to what would have been a much less dynamic character. You brought Holmes' essential human elements and showed us that he is a person capable of having a relationship and showing loyalty. A genius who can solve any crime is not a particularly compelling creation. It is merely fiction, and in fiction, anyone can be the world's greatest detective. Writers can create a perfect vision of anything or anyone because it isn't real. But a creation that is the world's greatest detective, and possibly the world's greatest mind who also struggles with his own dark side, unable to overcome his personal demons on his own? Well, now you have a complex, believable, and relatable creation that readers become invested in. In this way, Watson, you deserve so much more of the credit for the popularity and legacy of Sherlock Holmes than you may ever receive. Let us not forget that you are also Holmes's biographer. If it weren't for you recording the cases and publishing the accounts, we wouldn't even know about your truly brilliant and exceptional friend. Your characters have been adapted to stages, films, and television shows more often than can be counted. The demand for your stories has not waned over the years. There were approximately 60 original stories by Conan Doyle about your crime-solving partnership. Interestingly, the phrase, elementary, my dear Watson, was not uttered in any one of them. Although that phrase is not in your initial stories, there are some lines that shine a light on your dynamic friendship and deserve some acknowledgement. Upon meeting in a study in Scarlet, Sherlock, you were honest with Watson and told him, let me see, what are my other shortcomings? I get in the dumps at times and don't open my mouth for days on end. You must not think I'm sulky when I do that. Just let me alone and I'll soon be right. What have you to confess now? It's just as well for two fellows to know the worst of one another before they begin to live together. Of your friendship, Sherlock, you have come close to singing the praises of Watson. You told him once, you have a grand gift for silence, Watson. It makes you quite invaluable as a companion. Some people without possessing genius have a remarkable power of stimulating it. I confess, my dear fellow, that I am very much in your debt. Sherlock, of your philosophies and methods, though, you are pretty direct and show your feelings of superiority. My name is Sherlock Holmes. It is my business to know what other people do not know. Here's another fun one. Emotional qualities are antagonistic to clear reasoning. And maybe everyone's favorite, the game is afoot. In a candid moment of self-awareness, Sherlock, you've said of yourself, my mind rebels at stagnation. Give me problems, give me work, give me the most abstruse cryptogram or the most intricate analysis, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. I can dispense then with artificial stimulants, but I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave for mental exaltation. That is why I have chosen my own particular profession, or rather created it, for I am the only one in the world. 
It is probably this last quote that tells us the most about you. You do suffer, Sherlock, from the thing that so many brilliant minds suffer from. You must have intellectual stimulation or you will fall into the depths of the darker parts of yourself. In your case, this is morphine and cocaine. These drugs were actually legal in England during your time, but they proved to be destructive and unhealthy for you. When you are in these depths, it is your loyal companion, Watson, that you trust. After all, Watson is a medical doctor who had served as an army surgeon in India during the Second Afghan War. He was injured and so had to return to London, but he still has a medical practice. Watson, this shows how infinitely more balanced you are than Holmes. You accompany him on his cases, but you are also able to sustain a regular job. For your part, you also have some telling quotes that give us more information about you. In observation of Sherlock Holmes, you said, So silent and furtive were his movements, like those of a trained bloodhound picking out a scent, that I could not but think what a terrible criminal he would have made had he turned his energy and sagacity against the law instead of exerting them in its defense. He was, I take it, the most perfect reasoning and observing machine that the world has seen. Do clearly admire Sherlock's extraordinary talent and detective skills. It is unfortunate that, in many of the older movies about you two, you are depicted as somewhat bumbling. Clearly, you are far from this portrayal, but maybe the goal of that illustration was to show the audience that, although we should respect you for your intelligence and competence as a doctor, Holmes is so brilliant that he can even make you feel inept. Watson, you are intelligent, obviously, but you are also modest. Again, the comparison between you two helps to draw us in. Neither of you are one-dimensional. There isn't the smart one and the dumb one, or the hero and the villain. You are both more complicated and multifaceted than that. Any and all of your cases could be the subject of admiration and respect, but it is really your partnership, both in crime-solving and in life, that we honor in this love letter. You have always worked hard to help each other. The friendship shows us the human side of an otherwise cold and apathetic character. You fill in the gaps that the other leaves. Holmes, you clearly respect Watson for his own intellect and his friendship. If you didn't, you wouldn't bother with him. You are loyal and have brought adventure into his life. Although you may think it the opposite, you have given him a project by taking care of you. It may surprise you, but you need him far more than he needs you. Watson, you have kept Holmes from being devoured by his own dark side. You are his only friend and fully accept him while understanding and acknowledging his flaws. It is through you that the world has come to know and be in awe of the great Sherlock Holmes. And for that, we thank you. Here's to you, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson. The timeless qualities of your partnership resonate with us still today, over 130 years after you met. We are grateful for that meeting and the endlessly entertaining and exciting adventures we have been able to go on with you. You will always remain one of the most beloved literary dynamic duos of all time. As you often say, when you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth.
The improbable truth about you is that a man named Arthur Conan Doyle, born all the way back in 1859, attempted to become a physician, but was unable to make a success of it, and then, at the young age of 27, decided to write about a little idea he had of two brilliant yet very different men solving crimes. And now, even in the 21st century, we are still reading, watching, and being delighted by that one man's creation. In so doing, he proved his own statement that, to a great mind, nothing is little. Thanks for listening to this episode of Love Letters 2. Until we meet again, darlings, stay in love. Thanks for listening to Love Letters 2, a Hemlock Creatives production. Feel like showing some love to Love Letters 2? We'd love it if you tell a friend or leave us a kind review or even come and visit us on social media. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Love Letters 2 Podcast. You can also reach out and email us at loveletters2podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at loveletters2podcast.com. Until we meet again in the next episode, darlings. Stay in love.